it's Shana here. Before this episode starts, I'm popping in with a quick reminder about our upcoming CEU on Wednesday, April 17th on Programming Essential Life Skills for Adolescents and Adults. Just recently, we held a CEU webinar about Programming for Progress, which was geared towards younger learners. But what about our older learners? How can we ensure that we have programs in place to best suit their needs? Join me live on Wednesday, April 17th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time as I discuss how to program for life skills for adolescents and adults. This CEU is presented by me, Shana Gaunt. You can earn one learning CEU for ACE, QABA, or IBAO. Join us live at this event or to watch the recording asynchronously, go to howtoaba.com forward slash CEU. See you then. Hi, I'm Shira Karpow. And I'm Shana Gaunt, and we're board-certified behavior analysts. At HowToABA, we provide practical resources, community, and support to ABA professionals. In each episode of our podcast, we will be having real conversations with real people sharing real stories about ABA. We'll share relevant strategies and actionable tips that will make us all better ABA practitioners. It's the ABA content you need that you're not going to learn in a textbook. Social stories, also referred to as social narratives, can be a great tool to use in ABA. However, did you know that there's no documented evidence to suggest that they eliminate negative behavior? So why do we still use them and how do we use them correctly? So when my daughter was younger and we were going on vacation, we always used to get online and show her where we were going. So sometimes, well, I think her very first airplane trip, we actually went on to the airport website and we said, okay, here's the airport, here's security, here's what it's going to look like to really prepare her. And then, you know, we said, here's the hotel we're staying at and, you know, here's what it looks like inside so that she could actually visualize what we were doing and where we were going. So what are social stories used for in ABA? They were originally created by someone named Carol Gray, who had a context for creating a little narrative about the experience, the expectations, and some feelings involved. The way that we use it in ABA is really as a piece to a larger treatment puzzle. So they can be used as a tool to exchange information between parents, professionals, and that individual with, with autism. When uh, Carol Gray first created social stories, they used to be a tool just to try and eliminate negative behavior. And it was, you know, she would write social stories and it would be things like, you know, I keep my hands to myself when I see my teacher and when um, I keep my hands to myself, everyone feels happy. And, you know, there was a lot of research done on social stories and in and of themselves, they don't eliminate negative behaviors. So we need to make sure that we're using social stories in a different way. So we can write something up to do with challenging behavior, but we do need to know what the function of that challenging behavior is. So for instance, with social stories, uh, if there is um, some type of anxiety, and yes, I said the word anxiety, and I'm a behavior therapist. <laughs> um, but in terms of, you know, if someone is anxious, because they're going to a new place, or going to a new location, we know that's the function, the function the trigger, maybe that new location. So let's look at what we can do to help them out and try and reduce negative behavior by showing them ahead of time, pre-teaching, priming what that is going to look like. So showing them an example of the airport or, you know, the hotel they're staying at or some places they're going to visit would be a way to try and decrease that anxiety and decrease that negative behavior. So as behavior analysts, we're always looking towards the evidence. And the evidence tells us that social stories on their own 
do not eliminate behavior or teach skills. So just the um, process of reading the story, showing them the story, showing them the pictures, as much as you can make it as realistic as possible, it still has not proven to teach a skill or reduce challenging behavior. However, there is evidence to show that when paired with other interventions, so using something like social stories plus BST, social stories plus video modeling, social stories with another evidence-based teaching procedure, then it is effective. Um, I don't think they've done a parametric analysis on which component was effective, but we're talking about you know a greater treatment and intervention. So using a lot of other, um, you know, if you're going to show a social story, then act it out, then role play, then model, do those other components of BST along with the social story. I mean, if we think of social stories as visuals or another visual, there's tons of evidence to suggest that visuals work. So as part of the downloads, we have a social story on riding the school bus. And the social story is, you know, when I ride the school bus, this is the reason I ride the school bus. On the school bus, I see these kind of, you know, this is what going to happen. I see these people. I may feel this way. Here's some things I can do, like take deep breaths, that type of thing. Um, you know, reading that social story in and of itself may help some kids and introduce them to the concept of riding the school bus, but that's not enough. Like Shira said, then we would go that one step further and actually role play and practice and practice that calming down procedure and things that they can use on the school bus while they ride it. Then we may also take a piece of that social story or a visual from that social story and give it to them as they're walking onto the school bus so that they have a visual with them while they're riding the school bus as that reminder. So like Shira said, just reading a social story in and of itself, yeah, it's not effective. Um, but with all of that other stuff, like the priming, using the visual as a reminder and the role play, that's extremely effective. And if you did want to get some data on whether real data on whether that's effective, um, you can measure any of those pieces. So if let's say someone was starting, a student was starting to ride the bus for the first time, and there was a way to get a rating scale on their comfort level or their reactions before being exposed to a social story. And then using the um, intervention like Shana was describing and reviewing the social story, giving them the visuals, having the visuals with them, and then being able to rate their level of you know nervousness or comfort or behaviors after the social story, then we have data. And now all of a sudden, it is a database decision. And we can decide whether this intervention of these visuals with a social story is working or not. And obviously, you know, we're, you know, ABA people, we are guided by data. So making sure that you're taking that data throughout is really great ABA. Um, in terms of the social story itself, you know, we're using it to try and decrease negative behavior, decrease anxiety, talk to people about upcoming events, expected behavior in specific areas, locations. Um, the big message that you want to get across, though, especially when we're talking about anxiety and when we're talking using social stories for anxiety, is that it's okay to feel a certain way. So, you know, you know, on the school bus, you know, you may feel this way. That's okay. Um, and that's huge. Um, it's just not okay to act in a certain way. So it's okay to feel this way, but it's not okay to act this way. And here's what we can do instead. And making sure that you're always giving that replacement behavior solution in a social story. So, you know, here's the situation. It's okay to feel that way. You know, instead, we should be acting, you know, as a replacement skill. Here's what you can do instead. Now let's practice that. And then you can get some really nice data on that replacement skill. You know, is the skill increasing through our review, through our visuals, through our reminders and pre-teaching, modeling and all of those pieces, or is it not? And then we need to try something else. So in summary today, we talked about social stories, 
the evidence or lack of evidence behind them and how we can apply them in our ABA teaching. So we have some other video blogs as well um, to go check out. One of them is on teaching emotional regulation. And, you know, we've got another one on social stories as well in terms of do social stories change behavior. So check that one out as well. Thanks for joining today's conversation. Wherever you get your podcast, please go and subscribe, rate and review so others can find out about us too. For more from How to ABA, including free resources and ABA materials, visit our blog at howtoaba.com and make sure that you're following us on social media for more practical tips and updates.